What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Give me two. Hey, everybody, welcome in. It's the Palazzo Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. I'm here with... Phil Goyen, who's always here for every show. Phil, welcome back. Good to see you. And Benjamin Chase is here with us again. He's making his second appearance on the Plausible Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. Today we're going to talk about prospects. Is that a shocker to you, Ben? Uh, well, that's usually why you guys want me on, so no. <laughs> I thought we were transitioning right. to the, uh, the Veterans Podcast yeah. uh, this season. We're just <laughs> talking about guys... Within five years of our own age. Yeah, nobody does that. The Veterans Podcast. That's a good call. Maybe there's a gap there in opportunity. Yes. Hot old veteran. We're here to talk about prospects. Hot veteran action. We're going to talk about prospects in spring training. We've been traded. First off, we had a flurry of moves right before spring training started. And it might lead into some prospects that we think could be useful for redraft purposes this season. Besides some of the obvious ones as well, which you already know, like Bobby Witt and players like that. Don't forget, Plausible Podcast, two L's, two Z's, and then Give me make two. sure we've got a lot of cool stuff going on. we got the Discord and the Patreon brewing. You can find all of that at the Plausible Podcast Twitter handle. It all starts there. And the Plausible Podcast Invitational still filling league number six. 
So if you want to play, oh, yeah. you haven't signed up yet, you still got the draft ditch. League six is wide open. I think we still have 10 or 11 spots. It's a 15-team, 5-by-5 roto, 50-round draft and hold. No fab, so it's minimal commitment other than setting your lineups twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. If you want to do it, I'm getting link in. is in I'm the bio in. on the Twitter. In there. Yeah, I got to get in. I'll get yeah. in on that for sure. Perfect. At, we just finished you, uh, League 5. If you follow us on the YouTube channel, check it out. I literally just got the notification. I got a new phone, which can do stuff. But look at this. Palazzo Podcast is going to yeah. notify you when we're live. If you follow us on the YouTube. That's Exactly. It's welcome to 2022. It's pretty exciting. Wow. You get notifications galore. You will never be ignored ever again. I promise technology will always be looking out for all of us going forward. Isn't that nice? It's wonderful. So, yes, YouTube, Plaza Podcast, Twitter handle, Plaza Invitational. Fill that League 6. We'll probably close it off after League 6. We just finished drafting League 5. And uh, my last pick was going to be Kyle Stowers, but I, uh, I I I bailed out. I, I didn't take him. I I know. I feel I feel like a fraud. I should have taken Mr. Stowers, but I did not. And I wanted to. He's in my queue forever. But the good news is I already drafted him in another DC about a month ago. So I do have him in one DC. All right. So let's dive in here. Ben, uh, do you prefer Benjamin, by the way? Does it matter? I, I go by whatever, you know. Big Ben is, you know, what most people know me as for some reason. Big Ben, take little Ben. All right. So that just reminds me of Problem Child all the time. Where does this thing come from? Yeah. Big Ben, little Ben. All right. So Kristen Pache, that's how you say it, folks. I consulted the pronunciation guidebook that Chris Marr gave me a couple years ago. Make sure I got it right. He's going to be in Oakland now. He's in Oakland now. Do you feel that he will be worthy of redraft value in 2022 now that he's been traded from Atlanta in the big Matt Olson trade? I have been covering him for a number of years, and what I will tell you is he is probably not a guy you want to lean on hard in fantasy. In real life, amazing player. Really going to be fun to watch. A lot like, and, and I've made this comparison since he was in low A ball, a lot like Andrelton Simmons. Watch <laughs> him on defense, you are going to just drool. But he might put up a few numbers for fantasy that plug a hole for you, but probably not worth really worrying about except maybe at the end of your lineup, plugging a, you know, you know, with Simmons, it was, you know, your middle infield spot. With him, it's your fifth outfield spot, fourth outfield spot, your last outfield spot, basically. He's he's not going to be that kind of a guy offensively, but holy crud, does he play defense. It's, it's, and it's fun to watch. But at Oakland, what he should do for you is make Oakland pitchers a lot better. Hmm. So that's something okay. to think about. Dig that. Anything to add to that, Phil? Um, you know, maybe just because of the team he got traded to, do you think he could maybe one day be like a Marte, like a Starling Marte? Do you think he could, he's got a season in where he steals 30 bags, Ben, or 40 bags? Just kind of, if he, if he plays every day, is their everyday center fielder, Oakland will run, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's wishful thinking, but. You know, Pache, since he, since he was brought into the Braves or he's always been a big 
he's one of those guys, he's got three tools that you could grade at like a 70 or a better, and speed being one of them. But yet he doesn't have the stolen bases to show for it. He's a really good example of somebody who's an excellent or even an elite base runner, but not a base stealer. Yeah. And um, a good example of this back in the day was Krishan Guzman when he was with the Twins. The Twins. Oh, yeah. The Twins yeah. would run, and the Twins basically gave anyone a green light at that time. And Guzman would rack up triples like nobody's business because he was an elite base runner. But he couldn't steal a base to save his life. He was he would end up getting like 30 steals in a year with 20 caught stealing. Because like I said, he had a green light anytime he wanted to go. But you know, like I said, he'd get caught most of the time. Mm-hmm. I could see it. You get the right coach in there, and maybe they can work with him on that. It's just it's a skill set that he, for some reason some guys just have that instinct on the bases, some guys don't. Mm-hmm. It can be taught with some. With others, it just can't. I don't know. Maybe with him, it can. It hasn't shown up in the minors, but he really is kind of, he's progressed bit by bit that maybe he's just not had the chance yet in the Brave system or even had the coaching yet because it's not been a priority for the Braves because they just don't do that. They just don't run with abandon. So maybe with Oakland, he's going to have, you know, Ricky Henderson on the, you know, spring training <laughs> coaching staff that says, hey, by the way, let's go. <laughs> watch, watch how this pitcher does this and this and this. And when you see him do those things, run. And that that could be good. So, yeah, it could be I, good. I'll That'd be cool if Ricky's one there. Other, one other thing about the landing spot is I already like uh, Loriano is one of my favorite defenders to watch. I know he's on suspended for a while, uh, but when he yeah. comes back, him and Pache are going to cover a lot of territory oh, yeah. at outfield. Uh, and then the, I'm just looking at roster resource. I kind of forgot. They've got Sky Bolt, who I think is a pretty good defender himself. Uh, maybe comes in later innings. So they should eat up a lot of fly balls. Yeah. Um, in that park. It's it's interesting. It's an interest, really interesting move by uh, the ace. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. The whole package there, is there another player of all the players that were dealt in this deal? You got Pache, Langoliers. Cusick and Estes. Is there one other player there that you're excited about for this year? Because I don't see beyond Langoliers, maybe? Or he's still young, too, right? There's really nobody this year. Langoliers could come up mid-season if he really pushes it this year. More than likely, he's a September guy. He he really showed well in uh, AA last year. He was actually on their postseason taxi squad last year for the Braves. Um, Elite defender. And if he wouldn't have busted his handmate bone uh, in his draft year, he was, a lot of people said he was 1A to Adley's 1. Um, he and Adley Rushman were kind of 1 and 1A that year, and there was wow. some thought that you could have a catcher go 1 and 2 in the draft, which is kind of holy crap, because that doesn't happen. But then he busted his handmate bone, and he still was drafted nine overall. So, I mean, he was still a top 10 draft pick, which tells you – how, you know, elite defense, plus he's got some skill with the bat. But it's probably, I compared him to somebody, to a Charles Johnson overall package. And that's not a bad offensive package. It's not. Oh, yeah. Was- I mean, Johnson had 130 homer year. Um, probably you're going to settle in with more of a 20 homer bat. 
that hits you for 250, 330 with some power, that's a pretty solid catcher. And with his defense, he's not going to be a guy that is in a platoon or a two-catcher situation. You're going to want that defense behind the plate all the time. So, Okay. Yeah. I I, I hmm. just looked it up. I remember his barrel rate being good. I got his estimated barrel rate at 14.4% in AA last year. So that's very good. Um, so I think I'm with Ben. I think there's some some real pop in the bat. We know the glove is really good. Might mean Sean Murphy is the next uh, guy getting traded out of Oakland, potentially. But uh, maybe okay. Well, the, maybe that's a lot higher than I thought. Deal. Yeah. Oh, mid, yeah. So okay. I'll, let's move to the other Oakland A's deal that they did with the Toronto Blue Jays involving Matt Chapman, who's going to have a great year in Toronto. By the way, I'm very excited about that. I know how bad he was, and I know he had hip issues, but the lineup is just so much better, and there's so many improvements there for him just in the environment that I like Chapman this year. But Kevin Smith is now in Oakland, and I know friend of the show, Russell Withers. Uh, shout out to him. Russell oh. is a big... Shout yeah, we, yeah, we got yeah, a different shout now. Yeah. Actually, that's for Russell. Russell's the one who recommended that. So it's apropos that <laughs> Russell and Kevin Smith and Motley Crue all come together. Benjamin, Kevin Smith, is he more than a quad A player? Is he a solid player? Oh. And if so, this year, how much can we expect? If Kevin Smith were 22, he would be on everyone's top 100 list. Uh, the skills he has, because he's 26, Everyone looks at that and goes, well, I, you know, he's in the top 150, 200, but not really a top 100 guy. He'd be a solid 50 to 100 prospect in everybody's list if, if – I mean, he's moving to third more than likely for them. He's been a solid defensive shortstop. He's not – I don't think he's a defense – he's a shortstop in the majors, but he's a very good defender at third. He's shown that when he's moved there in the minors. And he did some swing changes that really took off last year. They look good. He was kind of a power-over-anything type of bat when he was in, you know, the first pro experience he had. Then he lost 2020, came back, and – really made some changes that have allowed him to cover the plate better. And yeah, I, I like him a lot as a potential guy that get him at the back of your drafts. He might have some struggles to start the year, but you might be seeing him by the end of the year as a guy who decent average, maybe 260 to 280 with 20 homers. I mean, there's going to be some legit pop there, but it just might take him April, May to get going. But once he does, and who's Oakland going to play ahead of him? I mean, that's the one thing is he's going he's on the right team to where he's gonna have a shot. And by the end of the year, he might have he might be the type of guy that is on a lot of winning fantasy teams because of the way he plays in August and September. As he gets going, he's gonna really figure it out. He's gonna play very well toward the end of the year. That might be something you want to watch. Okay. Well, that's a ringing endorsement, I think. That's quite impressive. Phil, any follow-up to that on Kevin Smith? No, I'm, I agree with everything. I was just thinking today about the transit of third baseman between Oakland and Toronto, and I don't want to get really mixed up, but it's we got uh, Chapman, um, we had Donaldson. Mm-hmm. Didn't Brett Lowry play for both teams? 
was he was injured. Then I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. You know who I think of as a guy who played for both? What Tony Phillips? Tony Phillips played for both teams, right? Um, Eventually, you played for Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I think he got traded to Toronto later on. So, oh, uh, gonna be all kinds of mixed up. Wow. Yeah, that is. Everybody, by the way, Phil is a little mixed up because he's on a different schedule. I didn't know that you were ahead of us still. <laughs> yeah, we have a different, uh, the daylight savings time is a different uh, time over here. So Yeah. And yeah, well, this this Sunday is also, is also Mother's Day here, by the way. Hey, Mother's all right. Forget about. Yeah, yeah for that's Mars. right. Mother's Day in March. Okay. Uh, we got a quick question here I wanted to pop in. This is Charlie. I thought, I didn't know it was Charlie, but it's Charlie. Charlie is part of the dynasty of the oh, double yeah. deuce world. I and mean, he's been a big proponent of our show recently since getting to know me. He says, hey, guys, how about some... Charlie, you're the man. How about some thoughts on two Astros guys, Siri and Pena, Jose Siri and Jeremy Pena. I know Siri has McCormick and Jake Myers pushing their case. Both look great in Lidome, though. And, and they both did. They both looked really good in the Dominican. I, I really haven't seen anyone who's going to push Pena off of shortstop. That's what I'm... I'm waiting to see in Houston is who's going to play shortstop ahead of him because Houston has a whole depth of outfielders and they keep going after guys on minor league deals that could play some outfield. Who do they really have? That's going to supplant him at shortstop. I, I, that was where I honestly thought Correa was going to end up signing exactly the type of deal that he signed with Minnesota, a little, one-year, two-year, three-year opt-out type of deal, and then he signs that in Minnesota. So, yeah, I honestly, if you're if you're between those two players, I would probably go after Pena just because I think you got the playing time there. Now, fantasy-wise, Siri might do more for you fantasy-wise because there is the power speed there. But Pena might have more – if, if Siri has a – has a starting job, he might do more fantasy wise, but Pena might have more playing time. So, Nico Goodrim's there now. Oh boy. <laughs> Which, well, so is Alegnus Diaz, but you know, that doesn't mean either <laughs> one of them should be playing shortstop every day. Pena's a really good defensive shortstop. Yeah. Really good, I think. From what okay. I've seen, I think he's. He'll be, I don't, you know, it probably won't have as good a defensive season as what Correa did last year because they had an incredible one, but um, statistically at least. But I think Pena is a very capable shortstop. Mm-hmm. Really like him. I've liked him for several years. He strikes me as a guy that could hit 300 in the bigs, um, really driven. And um, uh, Colby Richards, uh, who's a pitching coach, but I played in fantasy leagues with him for a while too. I follow him on Twitter. And Colby has this theory like, uh, the tools interact with each other, which kind of makes sense, right? So if you have the hand-eye coordination from playing the field well, it should impact the hit tool because it's you're at some level, it's the same like kinesthetic skills that are applying to both. So hmm. um, I just think Pena looks like a super coordinated athlete, and I think it carries over to the dish, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. And Houston might not even miss Correa that much, honestly. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, okay. In the field. In the field. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. At the flight, that might be a whole different yeah. ballgame. But yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a fair point, Benjamin. All right. We're live here with Ben Chase and Phil Goyette. Of course, it's a Plaza Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. We do it every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time right here on YouTube. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. You know the drill. If you Give don't, welcome. Good to have you aboard. I want to jump over to your boy, Phil. Chase Petty got moved. Uh, were yeah. you expecting this? He's now part of the Cincinnati Reds organization. We had just talked about Chase when Ben was on, and we talked about the AL Central and prospects that we liked. So, I feel I want to get your take real quick. How do you feel about Chase Petty being in Cincinnati now? Yeah, I think we all um, like the dude going into it. Um, I think you can see by the nature of the trade, which is basically a one-for-one for Sonny one for, um, Gray, who is on a good good contract for a team that's trying to win baseball games that Cincinnati views um, Petty as somebody who can at least in the future um, have the talent of Sonny Gray. I would say they probably think he probably even maybe has upside beyond that to trade Gray in a one-for-one like that. So, uh, the, which, is, which is, and got... it's just a different kind of grading that a lot of public yeah. sites had. And I think there's just a tendency to say, um, instead of grading the player's skill, like Petty has the fastball that touches 100, he's got a slider that has gross movement. Mm-hmm. He's developed a changeup in the lab this offseason, which has really good movement as well. Um, but, oh, he's a pitcher, and he's a prep right-handed arm. So while his skills might say 60 or a B grade or something like that or a B plus, because of the risk – I'm going to call him a 40 or I'm going to call him a D. And I just don't really think that's the right way to analyze that unless you had some way to say specifically to Petty, as opposed to the whole class of pitchers, what his risk would be. And I don't think people are doing that. I think people are knocking it down just because there's a generalized risk with, with pitching prospects. Yeah. And one of the things, Phil, it wasn't a one-on-one. The twins actually got, another pitching prospect was probably a relief prospect, but a guy who's very likely to pitch this year for the twins in front in Francis Peguero. And um, I mean, not a bad guy, guy that's been at the back end of the Reds top 30 a few times. So, I mean, Holy buckets, you know, that's a, (laughs) that should tell you something how they value Chase Petty. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, there were a lot of teams when the Twins plucked him who thought there's no way they can sign him because where he's at in the draft, he That's needed to point, be yeah. an early first rounder or else he was not going to be signable. And so, you know, the fact that the Twins drafted him where they did, a lot of folks just thought, well, okay, they're kind of wasting a pick here. And I think everyone was really surprised he he came in, he signed, he was, and he's done all the work. But he's been with a good organization that has developed a lot of good pitchers. And then you go to another organization who's been doing that lately too. That could be a really good combination for him. And, and you know, the Reds aren't dumb. Yeah, they don't have Kyle Bodie sitting around anymore, but they still have a lot of the things he put into place yep. to evaluate and to develop pitchers. So... Okay. Well, 
I will say this. Uh, Christian says, a steal for the Reds. So much potential in that arm. Also, congratulations to Christian. He's now going to be coaching in the minors in Bluefield, West Virginia. So three cheers for you, Christian. Wonderful, dude. Is that um, is that the dra- is that the draft league? No, is that a draft league team? Is that an old Appy team? Yeah, yeah, it's Appalachian League. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, the yep. the draft league was great last year. I can I, you know I'm blanking on names, but there were multiple guys who didn't get actually drafted, but then signed as undrafted uh, players right after the mm-hmm. draft happened, and had really good pro debuts too. And I think maybe part of it's because they had been playing ball all summer before yeah. in the draft league, right? So that's a cool uh, – that was a great idea by MLB. I like that idea a lot. Yep. Christian really knows his stuff. He still does work with triple play, but he'll probably be very busy now as he's going to be coaching yeah. all season long here. And it's very exciting. in Bluefield, I always splash Bluefield when I drive down south on 70. 75 to – oh, whatever. Yeah, I think it is. I'm, I always pass Bluefield. That lets me know that West Virginia is almost over or I'm halfway through. I can't remember, but I always remember that town. At any rate, we're talking prospects here. We're talking prospects that were traded. We're also talking about prospects that could be useful. I want to talk Kyle Stowers real quick. I just want to throw it out there because this yeah. is the official Kyle Stowers podcast. <laughs> Phil was the first guy I ever heard talk about him, and I like his skill set. I like what he does. Great plate discipline, classic power, <laughs> solid power, and he's a lefty, right? So the Camden, if he gets called up, it shouldn't be any type of impact with the Camden fences being moved back this year in Baltimore. Phil, gloat real quick about Kyle Storrs because he had a home run today in spring training, and it's a good time to gloat. It doesn't matter anyway. He smashed that one today. They said it was into the wind as well, and it wasn't even a bad pitch. It was a pretty good breaking ball from Quintana, and he went down and got it, and he just nuked it. He really smashed the baseball. Um, and I love the little trot he put on afterwards. He knew that he got all of it. It was beautiful. He wasn't showboating or anything. You could just tell he was contented with himself, and that it made me happy. He, look at the guy. Just watch the guy play. I mean, he looks like a pro player. Now, you know, does it work? Does it not? I'm not sure. Uh, he might strike out way too much, or there might not be a great defensive home for him for Baltimore. But when you're late, he's like a Kevin Smith type. I really like the potential, and you're going to know this year whether he's going to click or not. So, Yeah, this is the problem I had, Ben. I know that D.J. Stewart is still there, and isn't Stowers in a, a way he's kind of D.J. Stewart, isn't he? I mean, I know Stewart is a lot more injured, but skill-wise, is, yeah. is there a big difference? And Yusniel Diaz is still around. He's not, yeah. he's not done. That's, that's one that just has surprised me that he's never matriculated his way up to the major leagues is is diaz i mean not even a a cup of coffee yeah i mean yeah it's not like he's performed terribly either i mean it's he's not really struggled terribly down in the upper and he's he's been at the upper minors too so um i really like the sound of the ball off stowers bat but I think you can also shut off the air conditioning in the building when he's batting, too, because <laughs> he swings and misses an awful lot. Um, <laughs> and there's kind of that combination. You know, I actually, the, the guy who he reminded me of when I was watching him a lot was his actually just recently signed uh, is Kyle Schwarber. And I oh. 
I thought, you know, there's a lot of comparison in their game overall. Not a great defender, a lot of swing and miss, but a heck of a lot of power when they do make contact. And is there going to be enough contact for him to make it up there to do that? I don't know. If there is, I mean, Schwarber just somehow got $80 million out of the Phillies. So, I mean, you can make a pretty decent living out of doing that if you can get there. But, um, he, but yeah, it was that big season, that middle season 15 homer month that Schwarber yeah. had. That was yeah. it. That, I and mean, it was very, the, very impressive. That's the type of swing that when you get dialed in, it, A, it's loud when you make contact, and B, when you're really dialed in, everything just jumps off the bat. I mean, whether it's a double or a home run, everything jumps off the bat. And But when you're not, you go to the bench a lot after striking out. So, I mean, it's just... <laughs> yeah, or Norfolk, triple yeah. Norfolk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go back oh. down. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. Uh, okay, that, well, that's sound advice. Ben Chase is joining us. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. I always screw up his Twitter every time. It's Gentle Ben. Gentle Little hey. Ben. Big Gentle Ben. God damn it. Big Gentle Ben. <laughs> Big Gentle Ben. I don't know why I have such a hard time with this one. I've been typing it to go find you, and I'm like, wait, is it little? Is it big? Uh, I mean, I mean up too many look at me. Do you see little? I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I thought you were trying to be ironic or something. I don't know. People are, you're a clever guy. You just came up with the air conditioning bit. That was pretty funny. So. Um, I want to talk a couple more because we got we're going to run out of time here. We're 27 minutes in. I want to talk about Brandon Williamson. He got traded from the Mariners to the Reds in the deal that sent Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker over to Seattle. And of course, they got Jake Fraley too, who I love Fraley in Cincinnati's park this year. It's going to be he's a great value. He's going around 480p right now. Bye, bye, bye. I want it all. Can but we, can we can we coin a nickname, Ace Fraley, please? Yeah, from sure. Kiss, from Kiss, Ace Fraley. Yeah. I want to see him do a video where he dresses up like Ace Fraley. That would be pretty sweet. It's a natural fit. It really is. Even though Kiss sucks, but that's just my personal opinion. So <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh I've, I, we've had this. Me and Deary got an argument with Russell about this. Russell loves Kiss. Oh, oh Phil's leaving. <laughs> Phil's out of here. He doesn't want to hear that crap about Chris. Uh, Kiss. I know. I'm sorry, Phil. I still love you yeah, as a human being. Oh, there it is. The Kiss <laughs> it album. Kiss Alive. Wow. The live one. That's such a good album, man. I did not peg you as a Kiss fan. I apologize. I'm sorry. What? I didn't mean no offense at all. But <laughs> as far as Brandon Williamson. He's 23 now. He's six foot six, 210. He's lanky. He's got size. Is he going to be someone that could provide some value at all in redraft in 2022, Ben? He is. He does all the things I really like someone who is that tall to do. Um, he's six, six. And there's kind of this when you're a pitcher and you're over six, five, there tends to be a very, very high blowout rate, as in hmm. you're just – a lot of guys just can't repeat it. They just can't repeat their delivery. They really struggle with it. He – and a lot of it is because they've been told their whole lives to pitch like everybody else does, have a three-quarter arm angle, throw like everybody else does. Well, when you're taller than 6'5", one thing that you have as an advantage for you is you are way up above everybody else. You throw at a high arm angle, 
and use that height to you, holy cow, it really, really helps you. And Williamson does that, and he repeats it extremely well, which that's a rare thing to find out of someone who's 6'6". On top of that, he has a good assortment of pitches. Now, the thing that is really impressive is you come normally a guy who's coming up from that high angle, especially left-handed, to throw mid-90s is pretty darn rare. He's pretty easily touching mid-90s. He actually dialed it back down a little bit this year just to ensure he was getting good control and things in his first full year in the minors. He was working more 92, 93, 94, and every now and then would pop out a 96, 97 and kind of scare the crap out of people because they didn't know what was coming. And he would do that in the fourth, fifth, sixth inning, and they hadn't seen it all game. Um, that's what really impressed me about watching him. He was the type of guy folks thought coming out of college, he's going to be a guy who might take a little bit of a longer path. This year he really showed he, he doesn't maybe need that longer path. He might jump real fast, and he did. Whether the Reds are going to push him, for, I mean, they if they're smart, they throw him in double-A, let him earn his way to triple-A and to the majors probably by the end of the year. I mean, what do they really – they have a lot of depth in front of him, but talent-wise, I don't know that they have a lefty other than Lodolo ahead of him. Mm. You know, you there's a very good chance you see him by the end of the year. Brandon Finnegan's not there anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> no uh, there once uh, was a pitcher named Brandon Finnegan. That's right. <laughs> Will he Man, ever really, pitch again again? I fell in love with him for a minute. I definitely did. I admit that freely. Uh, good stuff, Darren Williamson. Uh, we're running out of time here. Bill, I want to open it up to you here as well. Do you have a player that we should keep an eye on that maybe we're not talking about beyond who was traded recently, but who could actually be serviceable as a fantasy asset this season? Uh, well, I don't know about this season, but the guy I've got on my mind because it was in Ben's notes and I didn't realize he got traded was Ronnie Henriquez uh, from Texas to the Twins in the Mitch Garver deal. Well, I guess that deal's good for Mitch Garver, too, by the way, if you're looking for catching prospects. He, shouldn't, he should have the starting catching job in Texas 100%, I would think. Um, but yeah. Ronnie Henriquez is, is a great pitching prospect. Uh, he's, he's short statured. So he's the kind of guy that people underrate, but he's been electric throughout his whole minor league career. I think the twins have had success with smaller statured picture pitchers as well. Um, I think he's going to start. I think he'll be a starter. It might not happen this year, but, um, look for him for 2023, potentially in the twins rotation, taking a shot at it. So, uh, happy for Henriquez. I think that's an exciting trade for him to go. I didn't, I didn't even realize he got moved. So, but I've liked him for several years now. And with, with their team and the way they're set up, I mean, if things kind of hit the crapper, they have a lot of upper-level young arms. They could just kind of do a, you know, we're going to throw everyone out for a five and dive and back them up with someone who's going for three. And, you know, five days later, we're switching you. And yeah. they could do that with, you know, five, six guys. And that... I could see him definitely pairing with somebody else in that type of a role. 
with yeah. the in that three yeah. inning. Yeah, he'd be a pain in the ass to deal with in that weird in that three inning role. He'd be such a different look. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So. Wow. Well, hey, uh, Ben, what about you? One quick guy that might make an impact this year that we're not talking about beyond Bobby Witt or something like that. If you want to get into the, the Braves have a whole back end of a rotation that isn't going to be filled and Charlie Morton's not going to be there. They start the season with, I think, 20 straight days playing. So they are going to have a fifth starter for like three straight weeks or they're going to need their fifth starter for three straight weeks. Yep. That's a great time to get those random guys that you may not have thought of. Kyle Muller has looked really good this spring. And he's a guy who's always had a good fastball slider curve combo. And he's just struggled to locate it. He's locating it very well. And he's sprinkling a, a change every now and then, which is kind of fun. Um, it is fun. A four-pitch lefty that can actually hit his spots. I, I don't know that he's going to stick in the Braves rotation all season long, but that's a guy to at least start the year that you might – he's going to – the way he throws, he's going to probably stack up some some strikeouts. Might be a good guy to take a risk on early in the year. You might get a few wins because the Braves team should put up some numbers behind him. So – you know that's that's a good idea. So, okay, well, you, know, I, squad, you know, I got my, <laughs> my great, uh, championship shirt on here today. So damn right, so much you do, pitching, yeah. they can trade half of them away. So that's, that's just right. The Atlanta Braves. <laughs> yeah. Bryce Wilson's an afterthought in Pittsburgh now, so there is plenty of pitching to go around there. And Jay Bird, who just commented that Braves. Three exclamation points. He's going to be in Vegas this week. I'm going to meet you in real life, Jay, in a couple days. That's going to be exciting. He also likes the Tigers because he's from Michigan. He's one of those confused people who roots for multiple teams. I'm cool with that. As long as you're into baseball, you're cool with me. So I want to thank everybody here. This is another great Palazzo Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. All credit goes to Benjamin Chase for joining us once again. It's very cool of you to do this, Ben. We do appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your knowledge with us, which I think is uh, quite ample. You have a lot to offer and that's why we want someone like you to come on the show and talk instead of me. I mean, Phil knows the stuff. Phil's our prospects guru. We've made that very, very clear. But it's nice to have you come on as well and see if you guys disagree on certain players or agree to get a second opinion. So thank you, Ben. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me, guys. That's good very classy. You, <laughs> yeah, always good to see you. And uh, you're going to be back on when we talk about NL East prospects. Not a surprise because we'll yeah. be talking Braves. Well, and, you know, that's... You That's did a hundred player. Yeah, you, you've got <laughs> lots of experience doing deep, deep dives on all types of brace prospects. Follow Ben on Twitter at Big Gentle Ben. That's right, it's Big Gentle Ben. That is Twitter handle. And of course, follow Phil at Phil of Sports, P H I L of Sports. Get it? And I'm at MJ Govier, G O V S and Victor R E R. Plaza Podcast, two L's, Utah. two Z's. Give me two. That's it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll be back next week to talk more prospects. Until then, I'll see you tomorrow on the main show with the main episode of me and Deary on Wednesday before I head off to Vegas. Bye bye.
sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of prospects. That's the power of prospects. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beat brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Choose Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.